You are now listening to the Cruise Control Podcast here on SoundCloud and iTunes. I am your host, Randy Cruz. You can follow me on Twitter at Randy J. Cruz, R-E-N-D-Y, the letter J-C-R-U-Z. Mark Raimondi, my man, how you doing? Good, man. How are you? Doing good. You're, you're becoming a regular on the show now. <laughs> I am honored. I am honored. Um, well, today is... Um, I, I, I did want to have you on. You're, you're a big-time wrestling fan, just like me. And today, we're doing this on Thursday, December 28th, 2017. And if you're a big wrestling fan like we are, you would know that today is the 20th anniversary of WCW's Starcade 1997. And people can ask me why we're talking about Starcade 97 of all pay-per-views and... You know, we'll go into more detail later on, but it, people have said, uh, stated that Starcade '97 was th- the the pay per view that WCW should have got right at the end. Um, it was the most high profile pay per view that they ever had. Pay per view uh, buys, attendance, and people look at it as the beginning of the fall for. WCW and, and you know eventually the rise of the WWF at the time. Um, so again, this December twenty eighth, two thousand seventeen, we're taping this. So going back twenty years, um, it, it's very difficult, Mark, because one making you, me feel old. <laughs> one, it, it makes you feel very old. Me putting me at this time, I'm fourteen years old. I am, I think, a freshman in high school. So this is really, you know, that 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 TV era with TNT USA, eight million people uh, watching mm-hmm. wrestling every Monday night, which you don't get nowadays. Um, how old were you? Were you in high school? What were you doing in 1997 during this time, man? Oof, uh, I was I was 13 years old. Okay. I was. Uh, I guess I was. Um, I, I guess I was still in eighth grade, and I think I was about to go to high school. Wow. Um, so, again, you were a big-time wrestling fan at the time, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, huge, huge. Um, were you a WCW guy or WWF? I was I was always... I would probably say I was a WWF guy, but... I did watch some of like when I was when I was younger. I used to watch some of, like the NWA when it was on NWW when it was on TBS. Um, I used to watch a lot of that like on Saturdays. Uh, I tried mm-hmm. to watch a lot of wrestling when I, whenever I could find it. I watched it, um, but I was probably a WWF guy. But the NWO really would uh, really changed me. You know, it really it really made me uh, yeah. turn to uh, a WCW guy. I think that that's how a lot of people felt at the time because WWF was stagnating. Yeah, so this was a time. This was a time period where I was paying. Uh, I was paying pretty close attention to WCW. Yeah, I, I would. I would say I was on Team WWF at the time. You know me. I would cheat and you know put the remote channel to Nitro and see what they would do. And then you know they would they would start early on purpose. They would end early uh, and mm-hmm. later on purpose. Uh, they would go. You know, two hours, then they go three hours, and then McMahon went from two hours to three hours and whatever same time frame. So, um, a lot of a lot of big time competition back then. The the only game in town was the World Wrestling Federation and WCW. Um, 
So just seeing that, seeing these pay-per-views, um, the way they were laid out and the, the matches, who was the main event and the builds were always interesting. So um, I am looking at the card for Starcade 97 right now for the first time in God knows how long. So <laughs> real briefly, I'm going to tell people, because I don't remember all the matches. Uh, at some point, I would I would like to watch it from start to finish. But um, we had Eddie Guerrero and Dean Malenko for the Cruiserweight Championship. Um Sound that sound like a pretty good match. We had wow, those guys are amazing. Uh, definitely, we had Scott Norton. Look at this matchup: Scott Norton, Vincent, Randy Savage defeated Ray Trailer and the Steiner Brothers in a six-man tag team match. Um, Goldberg. Not very memorable, but I guess yeah. those guys were NWO, right? Norton, Vincent, and uh, Macho Man at that time were NWO. Yeah. Goldberg defeated Steve McMichael in five in six minutes. Uh, Saturn defeated Chris Benoit in a Ravens rules match, which I don't even want to begin with that kind of match is all about. Um, Buff Bagwell defeated Lex Luger. DDP defeated Kurt Henning. Kurt Henning for the United States Championship. Larry Zabisco defeated Eric Bischoff by DQ with Bret Hart as special guest referee in any match with Larry Zabisco that went 11 minutes. Wow. Um, I'm getting I'm getting a little nauseous thinking about Bagwell <laughs> versus Lex Luger going for almost 17 minutes and Zabisco against Bischoff going for 11 minutes. Crazy. And Chris Benoit's match not even going 11 minutes. I'm, get, I'm getting a little sick to my stomach already, Randy. Crazy. And the main event, Sting, Sting defeated Hollywood Hogan for the WCW World Heavyweight Championship, which which we are going to talk about now. But people got to remember that Starcade was like the WrestleMania for that company. So, you know, oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. it was, you know, in December, right at the tail end, tail end of the year. So all your rivalries and your buildups, it would culminate at Starcade. So those who don't know, Starcade was the WrestleMania for WCW. And... We had a, a, a big-time main event planned between Sting and Hulk Hogan. It was laid out a, a, a year and a half um, prior to Starcade, where the NWO was coming in and, and running roughshod against everybody. And they had a storyline of whether Sting was NWO or not. They brought the fake Sting in, and people did not trust Sting no more. And he 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 cut a promo on Nitro early uh, in '96, paraphrasing: "You turn my back on me, I'm turning my back on yours. I'll pop up here and there. You just never know. For 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 all intents and purposes, I'm a free agent." So then, we would have Sting from that point on, not wrestle one match until Star uh, until Starcade '97. A whole year and a half later, he did not wrestle one match, and. Along with that came the 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 crow sting crow sting persona. Now, Mark, when you've seen Sting go from the blonde hair to the brown hair and now to the black and white crow long hair kind of uh, mystique, as a kid, are you uh, were you more like you know I, I I want the old Sting back or were you kind of digging the crow sting outfit? No, no, I really liked the, the crow sting. I was, I was way into it. I, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was always uh, one of the highlights of Nitro watching. 
trying to see what what Sting was up to. Was he up in the rafters? Yeah. I I thought it was you know to me and and you know at the time it was just entertainment. But looking back at it now, it's like how how many times does a pro wrestling promotion really spend that long building towards something? You know, mm-hmm. building, building, building. You know, everything is everything today is just so rushed. You know, they're just they're just trying to get it. They're just trying to get get to the next event and then and then be done with it. But this was really built up well, and it it, it really uh, you know it really made you every week. You're like, well, what are they going to do? You know, it, the anticipation really grew, and uh, I thought I thought it was fun. I really I really really liked it. I didn't want I was I was never a huge fan of the of the of the bleach blonde uh, you know uh, <laughs> pastel colored uh, yeah. uh, face paint sting. Um, I, I like the crow sting a lot. Uh Real quick, playing baseball tri- bat, you know yeah. the, whole, the whole deal. Real quick, playing trivia. You know what? Let me rewind. Sting did that promo on September sixteenth, nineteen ninety six. So you mean to tell me that a year and three months he did not wrestle one match? He wow. didn't, and that, and and I think that's the beauty of it, right? I mean, it yeah. really. They really built it up. Like they didn't. Uh, they kept him out of the ring for that long to, to advance this uh, this storyline. Okay, trivia. Do you know who gave Sting the idea to change his colorful look to that Crow Sting persona? Uh, <clears throat> let me think about this. Let me think about this for a second. All right. All right. <laughs> uh, no, I don't. I don't know who was it. All right. Take take three guesses, and and uh, the the one hint I'm gonna give you, it's a wrestler. So it's not it's not Bischoff, it's not anybody in WCW. It's a wrestler at that time in WCW. Was it Kevin Sullivan? Nope. Huh. Good choice though. Good choice. Was it was it Hogan? No. Huh. And then when I tell you, when I tell you, you're gonna be like, "Really, him?" <laughs> hmm. Was it a it was a lesser known guy, like an undercard guy, midcard guy? No, he was a big, big NWO guy at that time. Like or, 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 original NWO. Was it uh, was it Hall or Nash? Scott Hall. Nash. No, Scott Hall. Hall. Yeah. Scott Hall. Oh man. Yep. Out of out of yeah. all people, right? Scott Hall. I mean, those guys. Those guys are really smart when it came to to uh, the business at that time. Yeah. Um, he was watching uh, the the movie The Crow, and he told Sting about the whole uh-huh. colorful stuff, and he figured, you know what? Go away from that lighter surfboard Sting and be a lot cooler and darker because at the, at the time. That's the, that was the kind of um, demographic you were aiming at. So, you know, the, the kids, the high school kids and college kids, they want to see something different, unique. So why not do the Crow Sting gimmick? It worked. It worked. I thought it was a good idea. Definitely. Um, trying to see where I left off. So now you, you we, we have Star K97, Hogan Sting, the whole year and a half buildup. And I think the only time we've seen it um, done after – I think it was Rock and John Cena, right? That's probably the only time they did a year build up to a, to a main event. Yeah, I mean, in 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 that way, certainly, and nothing like the Sting thing. I mean, because those guys wrestled, and, and Sting didn't wrestle. He he 
they they stuck to it the whole way. They had some patience. It's nice. It's nice seeing some patience in, in storylines, right? Yeah, and, and I think you know, you know, when when Stone Cold got hurt with with the neck injury in '97, and people thought his career was done, and he didn't wrestle. Oh man, '97. I don't think he wrestled until like if that happened in August. He wrestled like in December, so he didn't take a whole year off like Sting. But Sting, he did not wrestle, but you saw him on TV just about every other week in the stands and the rafters. And and, and, and mm-hmm. when he finally came down in the middle of the ring to help DDP or Luger or or, or the Giant, like that crowd really, oh yeah, got you know lost their shit. Like if you go back to see Uncensored '97, like I, I just happen to remember a lot of shit, Mark. Um, <laughs> Uncensored 97 was the first time I seen him, you know, <clears throat> come down, you know, from the rafters and save somebody and the crowd went ape shit. I'm like, wow. Man, it was uh, the way they teased it was was brilliant. I mean, uh, they teased it every once in a while. You know, he's up there. You're just waiting. You're waiting for him to do something. And then when he finally does, it's uh, it's that it's that pop, you know, it's that it's that climax. Yeah, and him doing that on a week on a on a weekly basis was so so creative and so dope, and we haven't seen that. Well, we will, you know, we never saw that ever in wrestling. So they build up gets to December twenty eighth. At the same time, you have Bret Hart in WCW now um, for the whole Montreal School job. He leaves McMahon. He again, and this is a whole n- another sidebar story, but. He's there's there's no matches for Brett. He gets put on to be a, a referee uh, for the Larry Zbyszko uh, Bischoff match, um, and this is this is a month and a half after the Montreal School Job. So Bret Hart wasn't even being used the proper way. That's that's first and foremost. And now um, I, I always I always thought like you have Bret Hart, who is uh, you know one of the top what three to five wrestlers in the world. In ring wrestlers, and and draw and draws. I mean, and, and draws. And the first thing he does is he's a special guest referee. There's no program for him. There's no match at Starcade. It doesn't. It doesn't. <clears throat> yeah, and um, you know him him being utilized in, in a, a referee role. I, I really, you know, I think it was very underwhelming that you get the hottest guy, the hottest wrestler in the world is coming to your company and all you want to do with him is just have him go on Nitro and do the promo. Okay, cool. But then it's like, first of all, that, that happened like two or three weeks after Montreal. I'm, I'm not sure whether that was a contract dispute or whatever, or he, you know, he couldn't, you know, legally go there until a certain date. But then it's like, it's Starcade. It's, it, it's your WrestleMania. There's got to be somebody for Brett to fight. But no, you put him in, in a referee role, and we'll, we, you know, we'll see that later on. But um, we finally get Sting and Hogan for the match. You're, helping, you're, you're, you're having Brett help get over Eric Bischoff and Larry Zabisco as wrestlers. So those two guys are in a match. And yeah. Bret Hart is not in the match. That, I mean, I don't know who thought that was a good idea. But uh, yeah, no, it was not a good idea. Probably Bischoff. <laughs> it wasn't Probably. Brett's idea. It wasn't Brett's idea for forever, you know. But um, sure, it was not. I I, I always love Sting's Crow music, um, and nothing nothing was better than than Star K ninety seven. Um, 
the whole it, it was like as a fan again you know you ordered it on pay-per-view so I'm trying to take pe- people back to that time frame there's no network there's no illegal online site you had to pay 40 cash for Star K97 and mm-hmm. he comes out music's going crazy Hogan comes out you get Michael Buffer of all people introducing the the, the, the match it's a big build and it's like when the match started, it just fell off. Now, again, Sting did not wrestle for a whole year and a half. That could be the main attribute or the fact that Sting and Hogan just did not have that chemistry in the ring. And plus, behind the scenes, there was there was no finish. So those who want to go back and watch it, there was no there was no planned finish. Hogan. Did not know what it was. Bishop did not know what it was. Sting did not know what it was. So you're having a match, and it's like, how the hell are we going to finish this world championship match that we've been building for a whole year and a half, and we really have no finish? Like in the world of wrestling, how does that how does that happen, Mark? Well, I think uh, I think you touched on it earlier on when when we started here. That that was that was kind of the the. Man, the 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 messenger. Like well, I shouldn't say the messenger, but like the WWE was the messenger, and the message was that they really didn't have a plan. Like I mean, so you build up this whole thing for for a year and a half with Sting, and uh, I mean this is the climax. This is this is the the, the matchup that everyone wanted. Sting and yeah. Hogan, your top baby face against your top heel, and you had no plan. You you literally had no plan on how to. I mean. In a perfect world, the babyface goes over the the heel mm. clean, and that's wins the belt, and that's it. And then you move on to the, and then you move on, you know, on the, on the next night at Nitro, and you start writing for for the next pay per view or whatever. But that didn't happen here. It was it was all it was a a milieu of uh, of, uh, of of a mess. It was a disaster. Yeah, and I think you know it, it plays to the to to the politics of you know creative control, and you have the right to. You have the right to say, you know, I'm going to lose. I'm not going to lose today. Oh, I'm going to win. And it's like, you know, at, you know, at the same time, you had Hulk Hogan, who was, I don't even know how, how old he was during this time, um, Sting. And you look over on the other side to the WWF and what they were doing. They had Shawn Michaels as their champion. He's fighting Ken Shamrock at a freaking in-your-house pay-per-view. They're building to... <laughs> The Royal Rumble with Stone Cold wins, and on this side, you have, you know, a guy from the '80s, Hulk Hogan, and Sting was late '80s, early '90s, and they're main eventing in your in your main event, and they're getting almost 1.5 million people buying this pay per view, and you fight for 12 minutes and you can't come with a finish. That's crazy. Not not only that, but just look at the. I mean, you mentioned the rest of the card. You had that many people watching. Where was the move to put over some of the young talent? It was not on this card. True. I mean, Larry Zbysko is, is in the co-main event, and Eric Bischoff, uh, DDP, DDP, fine. You know, he he was solid during the time against against Kurt Henning, um, but he was also up there in years. Uh, Buff Bagwell, Lex Luger. We're talking about guys who were in their mm. in their upper thirties, if not already in their forties. Um, I mean, it was it was uh, it was not it was not good. It was uh, I guess looking to the future was never really the thing in WCW at that time. It was always 
living in the present, and, and some of those some of those guys were, were huge draws. They were they were older, you know, Hogan and uh, Nash Hall, Spitting, uh, Flair. Those guys yeah. were older, but they were big draws. But as we know, that doesn't last forever, and you got to build some new talent. Yeah, they, they were they were definitely big draws, but you know they were a long time ago, and you know you were trying to build up the new talent. Not saying Sting is a new talent, but I sure, think sure. for that time, for that for that program, for that build, Sting was the guy to carry the title. And when you have guys like Hogan, Hall, Nash, Macho, DiBiase, who else came in there? Uh, the the one two three kid. You had um, Roddy Piper. You had Dusty Rhodes, and it's like. On paper, it was like, man, this is really, this is really dope. But it's like, what about Jericho? What about Malenko? What about Eddie Guerrero? What about mm-hmm. Ray Mysterio? What about Booker T and, and these guys? Um, but at the time, I that's get it. Hey, the man, they had so much. They had so much talent on their roster at that time. So much. It's talent. insane. It's insane how much talent they had, and, that, and that's what they came up with for their for their <laughs> big card of the year. That's what they came up with. Yeah, and and even you know Sting. And Bischoff have been on record talking about the match and talking about the buildup, and you know, even Sting said, "I, I don't, I don't really know what happened." Um, you know, things are going back and forth, politics, and you know, even Bischoff saying that you know Hogan, Hogan did not want to commit to uh, you know, to a finish, and and that that kind right. of made Sting upset. And then it's like the finish you got is like that was like Plan C. If Hogan would have said, "Listen, I'll drop the belt to Sting because of the build, and that's the direction we want to go into," then by all means, let's do that. But you had Nick Patrick. The plan was to do a quick count, which never happened. Nick Patrick counted regular. Sting never kicked uh-huh. out, and it's like, holy shit! Did Hogan? <laughs> did Hogan just win his match? And it's like, then you get Brett coming out here. And then, you, then you you at home like okay, why is Brett coming out here? Who gives him the authority to be the referee and to sure. to restart the match? And it's like makes no sense. You know, as a fan, you're not really thinking about that. You're like, oh wow, Brett, this and this, this and that. Okay, the match is gonna restart. But you, as a purist, know that Nick Patrick did not count fast, and then Hogan really won that match. It just didn't make it just didn't make any sense. That's I, I think that's what I remember, uh, and I remember this turn, it kind of turned me off uh, to WCW. And I, even before this, I felt a little bit turned off because like they were uh, the same issue where they were just kind of pushing all the wrong people, and it wasn't the guys that I wanted to see. Mm. Like I remember at that time, I really wanted to see more Benoit, and and uh, it's hard to right. say now because of what how what happened and everything. But I was a huge Benoit fan. I wanted to see more Eddie Guerrero. You know, I wanted to see more of those guys. And uh, they kept they kept feeding the Hogans and the and the the Halls and the Nashes and and uh, and they never built anybody else. And then you have you have what really should have been a can't miss main event yeah. um, that they built that they built to for for so long. Uh, you know, some I think I've, I've said this before. Unpredictability is good, but sometimes you want that satisfying finish, right? You want that satisfying baby face going over in the big event, that big moment. And it was the opposite of that here. Yeah, I, I just, you know, I think, do, do you think that, not to blame somebody, but the fact that this thing did not have a match in a year and a half, how how much blame do you put on that being the reason why, the, not so much the finish, but why the match just wasn't 
just had no no flow, no chemistry whatsoever. Well, I mean, I think there's a, there's many factors. Hogan is never was never a good worker, even in his even oh, yeah. in his prime, he was never very, never any good. And I think he was 44 years old at this point, probably carrying wow. a lot of injuries, and uh, he was never the most athletic guy in the world. Sting was was you know in his prime, he was a pretty good worker, but he was like 38, I think, at that point. So that went down. He might have been rusty after the time off, and then. Uh, to your point, they didn't really know what they were. You know, when you're when you're in a match, you're telling a story. Right. Um, you know, I'm I'm a writer, so I so I, I write stories every day, and you have to know where where the end is. You know, you, you there's the beginning, of course. That there's there's no mistaking the beginning. That's where you start. There's the middle, but if there but if there's no end, if you don't know what the end is, how do you make how do you make the middle? If you have no you have no idea, it's an unknown, mm-hmm. and there's no middle, then it just becomes a flop, and that's kind of what happens. So Sting would go on to win, obviously. You know, Brett comes out, <laughs> restarts the match. He's the referee. No explanation why. Uh, Stinger would, would Stinger splashes and it put the Scorpion Deathlock on Hogan. Hogan submitted. It's, it, it, it's funny now that Hogan, he, he submitted verbally. You've you never seen Hogan tap out. <laughs> just to kind of rub it in like I, I I don't have a finish for you I don't want to lose but if I'm going to lose now I'm not I'm not even going to tap out I'm just going to be like I quit <laughs> brutal oh my god um Sting, Sting becomes new WCW world heavyweight champion and the whole locker room comes out they put him on his shoulders like he's the greatest of all time and it's at home you're like it could be twofold. Like, wow, Sting's a new champion. He, you know, he 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 finally beat Hogan. But at the same time, like, man, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> right. It's crazy, yep. man. I mean, at, at that time when when you're watching it, you know, put yourself back into a fourteen fourteen year old Mark. Are you a fan going crazy? Or are you a fan like yeah, this is cool? But you know, what what was that about? I mean, probably since I was since I was only thirteen, I was probably. I was probably into Sting winning, and I was I was happy about that. But I'm sure. But I think a lot of a lot of my trust in the product that they could tell uh, cohesive stories was already eroding a little bit. Um, I mean, I can I can pinpoint what that what that actually means now today as a, as a 33 year old. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably couldn't have put it into those words then. I, all I knew at that point was that I was I was kind of not digging WCW as much as I, as I was, you know, a year earlier or, or even six months earlier. Uh-huh. Uh, and then that was, uh, and then that was. I don't want to say that was when I when I stopped watching. I, I continued watching because I always watched, but uh, it was certainly another step toward being uh, being more of a fan of WWF and kind of making that my primary instead of instead of WCW. Let me let me break down a couple of these uh, tidbits for you for Starcade '97. Um, it was the most profitable show in WCW history. Uh, seventeen seventeen thousand five hundred paid fans in attendance uh, in, in in DC. Five hundred forty three thousand dollars at the gate. Wow, and Unreal. and a one point nine pay-per-view buy rate so almost two million people bought this pay-per-view um almost eighteen thousand people 
in the arena, people wanted to see Sting and Hogan, and the f- yep, it, it it just never manifested into the the main event that they wanted to be planned from September of '96. And again, Sting not being uh in 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 that kind of shape, Hogan not budging on the finish, uh, Bischoff not even. Uh, knowing what the finish was, Nick Patrick not doing a fast count. Brett is in the middle of this debacle, and as many writers and purists have stated, that Starcade '97, which was supposed to be the greatest pay per view in the history of the company, turns out to be the beginning point of the fall of the company. Where four years later, there is no more WCW. Um, Crazy. The, the 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 cracks in the armor begin, where they were they were red hot in 1996-97. NWO um, becomes a little too uh, watered down or oversaturated. Um, you mentioned the new talent not getting over in the company. You still have Hogan and Nash and Hall and Kurt Henning and these guys at the top uh, of the company. Where now on the WWF side. They got Shawn Michaels. They have Steve Austin, The Rock, Triple H, Mankind, Kane. They're developing new stars. Where Bischoff on here did not. And aside from Starcade, you know, the one other event that comes to my mind of where like things really started to really un- unravel two events. Um, which one was it? Halloween Havoc '98. Hopefully you 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 recall this, Halloween, yeah, ninety eight Goldberg DDP pay per view match about to start and boom, the feed cuts off. Yep. So now it's like all right, eleven o'clock. Where's Halloween Havoc? The match is going on. The people in the arena can see it, but the people who are paid at home can't see shit. And now. WCW has to re- replay the match on live TV on, on, Nitro, on Nitro for free yeah. and refund the money. So I'm like, okay, that's part two. Star Kids one, Halloween Havoc number two, and for me, part three was when if you're gonna end Goldberg's streak, mm-hmm. do it to somebody who who needs it, deserves it, yep. a, a young talent, not Kevin Nash with a fucking stun gun. By Scott Hall, that, that that's not how you do it. Because right right after that, Mark, the 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 mystique of Goldberg went away. Yep, couldn't agree more. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I know I mean, it was argue, uh, but uh, yeah, no, I, I and and all those things, man. It all it all plays to that. You build you build something up, and all those cases there was there was at least some form of build up, uh, and you just don't deliver. On on that buildup and and the trust in the product just erodes it goes away uh, you know you you just don't want to you just don't want to watch anymore because mm. this is not what you were promised you know there's there's kind of a pact right that that storytellers and you know bookers and writers and, and creative teams make with the audience and there was that feeling that they did not live up to their end of the other pact when when all those things happen. And then, and then, what was crazy is the fact that just to just to let the avalanche keep going down down the hill, when Sting wins the world title um, at Starcade with the with the Shimazi finish, 
to even add more injury to insult is the fact, or insult to injury, the fact that the belt was vacated a week later. So it's like everything you just did was for no reason. And if you're not going to have the belt, keep the belt on Sting, why vacate it? Because then it was like controversy of the finish. Now you have no champion. Then you do some kind of a rematch with with, with Hogan at uh, Super Brawl 8. And it's like, all right, then 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 Starcade Starcade ninety seven meant meant nothing. Yeah, that mean nothing, and then that's that's another that's another part of it. When you're when you're giving away stuff on on free TV, when there's really no there's no gravity. So like that 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 did a huge buy rate, of course, because because obviously it's Sting Hogan, it's the whole build up, but when. A few a month later, you realize that really meant nothing. It makes you rethink uh, for the next time. It's like, well, do I really want to shell out this money again? Do I really want to turn this on again and 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 give my precious time to this product when they've already shown me that they don't really give a a crap about mm-hmm. uh, you know my my trust as a, as a viewer? Why right. am I why am I going to do this to myself again? Yeah, and it just you know I I I became not not became but I I kept watching it um, after that because I was just intrigued with the NWO and the storyline and then bringing the celebrities and stars like like Leno and Rodman and Carmelo. But even as a fan, you start to watch what what McMahon is doing more often. You know, Austin, uh, Shawn Michaels, then bringing Mike Tyson in, and it's like oh, then then you're getting. You're, you're you're shifting the balance of power from what WCW had for two and a half years, and now seeing what what McMahon is doing, you see what Starcade happened. It's like all right, you probably lost a lot of a lot of loyal people to to watch your your brand uh, night in night out, and you see what um, McMahon is doing. It's like oh, right, you know what? I'm I'm gonna follow that because they're giving me new stars, they give me uh, quality matches. Um, they they're really building up the, the 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 youth and everything. So it's like you know what, Star Kid ninety seven man. I, I I tell you it, it was, I don't I don't recall one other match. Visually, aside from Sting and Hogan, and I can say that a lot about a lot of WCW pay per views. I can <laughs> ask you, Mark, uh, tell me, uh. Super Brawl Nine, you look at me like like I'm crazy. Like I don't know what match even happened. Sure, but I could tell no, you. I'm, I'm I could you. tell you. Uh, WrestleMania 25. You could tell me Shawn Michaels. Um, uh, you know Taker. Right, right. It's crazy. I don't. That's, that's, I don't. That's how, that's how it was. That's how it was back then. But I mean, Starcade '97 is one of those one of the one of those ones that everyone knows. But uh, it maybe maybe because now it's kind of infamous for for everything that came after it. Yeah, and I I'll, I'll finish up by saying this. You know, Sting. You know, one I was happy to see him in the whole WWE for even a short time, and uh, I still believe he Triple H did not need that victory over him. That, that's a whole different story. <laughs> um, no kidding. But you, you know, even he said it was you know Star K was a big build up, and he and he worried that. It wasn't the match wasn't wasn't going to follow the build up, um, you know. It was like right at the borderline, right at the edge of that. You know, we could we, we could get away with it, but it's not what the fans deserve. And 
basically he said it, it, it's, it's wrestling history now. When you mention Star Kid 97 to anybody who's a big time wrestling fan and purist, they're going to mention the end and how messed up it was. Mm-hmm. It's a shame, right? Uh, yeah, because you, you just don't know. You know again, if that if that main event ends the way that it should have, you never know, Mark. We we could still be having WCW right now. You never know. Yeah, and I don't I don't think anyone ever really thought. I mean, especially at that point, because it was their most successful thing ever. That it was on the verge of closing within the next two years. That's completely insane to even think that could happen. Uh, and 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 I guess like that that whole it's it's almost like when when you see when they saw those numbers come in, it was it was it was like uh, I'm trying I'm trying to think of like, of like the phrase to describe it. Like you you think you're doing well, you think you made the right choices, right? You see you see these record breaking numbers come in, yeah, and you say like, oh, we're we're going to continue doing what we're doing, even though it's complete trash. Um, and then one, and then it just got to the point where they were in such a big hole that they couldn't they couldn't fight themselves out, and they really they never really tried to anyway. It was it was kind of crap till the end, but yeah. that that was that was probably the, the big turning point where they were probably like, "F this, we're going to keep doing this terrible stuff that we're doing because it's making all this money." But that runs out after a while. Yeah, and, and just to end it, just just, just to kind of give you the the landscape of the company, you know. Three years later, Starcade '97 had the biggest numbers, but Starcade 2000, Mark, um, yes, in, in the same venue, 3,465 paid fans with a zero, oh. a point zero point eleven buy rate. So that's like what <laughs> I don't even know. That's like a hundred people. <laughs> I think cruise cruise control has more <laughs> has more listeners than they have uh, um, viewers that day. Then yeah, then then Starcade was really really in a bad shape in two thousand. It's like who was the, who was the, who was there? I have no idea who was in the company in two thousand. Sid, <laughs> Jeff Jarrett. I don't know. It's just crazy. But yeah, that that new that new terrible logo. Oh my God, Mark! I hated that new logo. I hated Thunder. I hated. Thunder was bad. Thunder, Thunder was another reason why the thing went down the toilet. The whole AOL merger, Time Warner, Mm -hmm. was not a good thing for the company. So, Thunder really. But then again, you don't get SmackDown. You don't get you don't get a lot of things. You know, we can we can shit on WCW all day, but without a without them doing certain things, we don't get certain things in the in the WWF. And that's a fact. How do you mean? Um, do you think that we get DX without the NWO? Probably not. Probably not. Do you think we get 12 pay-per-views a year if it wasn't for Bischoff putting 12 pay-per-views a year? Probably not. And you could argue whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. Or a bad thing. <laughs> true, true. Um do you? I just said one thing. Do you think we get? Oh man, I just. I damn, Mark. I freaking had it too. I had it. I think. Um. I mean, I think. I think a number of things are derivative of, of the NWO. I think that was definitely a, a a pace setter. That was definitely something that that started that trend. You may not. There may not be a shield. You know, a shield 
without the NWO. Oh yeah, with, with the with the guaranteed contracts, you mean? Uh, no, I mean uh, the the group, the Shield. I don't. Maybe okay. there's not even a you know a group you know a group with the Shield. Uh, they come into the arena, you know, from the you know that, that all that stuff is kind of derivative of the NWO. They were kind of the originator of of the of the faction. Okay do do you get do you get Mike Tyson if if they don't bring in Dennis Rodman and, and all these people coming in? Probably not. Probably not. But I think that's I think that's kind of just a one. Uh, you know, uh, that that's big that one time. I'm not sure if that really helped them in the long run. Mm. But that Mike Tyson thing, that, that that's what really, and I know, I know. It was Bischoff's... a big deal. Yeah, it was a big deal. But I think the product at that point was, was really good. Um, so if it got more eyes on the product, that was definitely a good thing. But I think the product really carried it. They had a good product. They had great wrestlers. And they used them the right way for the most part. Yeah. And, you know, look at look at what we have now. It's uh, it, well, they they just can't. They need to learn the lessons that that WCW, uh, you know how how they fail. They need to they need to make sure they learn those lessons and mm-hmm. continue to build new talent. I think they're doing fine. I don't I don't think they're doing a bad job. But I I I've been saying this about Roman Reigns. Like you can't keep shoving him down people's throats because that's how you deteriorate the trust in, in the viewer. And they're telling you know the the fans are telling you they don't want Roman Reigns. Uh, you know, again, you can't you can't keep you know feeding it to them like that. You got to develop some new stars, mm. and they're trying. They're doing it. I think I think they're doing fine. Um, and yeah. there's a lot of ta- there's a ton of talent right now in WWE, but got to learn those lessons from those hard lessons from WCW. It's not, it can be all over very very quickly. It, you can be on you can be on your best run ever, mm. and in two years be completely done. And do you get SmackDown without Thunder? Probably not, um, and and at the time SmackDown might have been a little bit of overkill, but now I actually think it's it's good because there's so much talent on on the roster that I think a brand split is needed because you can't build that that talent that young talent without some time for them. Yeah. So that's 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 a good thing now I think. Uh, well, Mark, you know, Star K ninety seven. For those who hear this show and really want to relive. That pay per view, it it it, it might have been a decent pay per view up to the up to the the championship. I can't really speak on that because I have not seen it in in such a long time. So I might even surprise myself. But um, and what should have been a a monumental main event, um, was not. And you know, it, I, I think it really deprived the fans of really getting that that big time showdown between Sting and Hogan. And we we got everything is we got. Plenty of Sting and Hogan matches following that in '98, '99. <laughs> it was like uh, it was too much. Hogan was Hogan was a good guy in two years, and I'm like, all right, now now everything is over. But at that time, in that place, it, it, you know, it's like it's like you having Sean against Stone Cold WrestleMania 14, and people can say what they want about that, but like, if Shawn Michaels was healthy and not having a bad back, how how greater the match would have been or if Mike Tyson don't knock out Shawn Michaels you know you, you just you just did not have that moment when it came to Sting and Hogan I think it's very 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 you know unfortunate no the only moments were, were the negative moments in that match <laughs> yeah and you know, Brad oh my god Brad. Um, anyways Mark I, I, I really do thank you and, and, and I appreciate you coming on and you know, reliving Starcade '97. Um, I know time to time I do these 
pay-per-view anniversaries for those that really warranted 10 year 15 20 year uh i, I think next year well next month is going to be the 20th anniversary of the of the rumble 98 where stone cold finally won it and you know began the whole austin 316 era so you know if you're around for that i'd love to have you on to chop up sure. about that but um i guess whenever you get a chance check out starcade 97 let me know if i'm if I'm bugging out here, maybe it's a really good show. Uh, just let me know, man. I'm gonna check it out this weekend. I think I'm gonna pop it off. And let me guess. Let me guess. After after New Japan, right? <laughs> well, after after UFC 219 on Saturday, maybe on Sunday, Sunday afternoon, I'll pop it on. So you got UFC 219. You got Wrestle Kingdom coming up, and you got uh, homework with Starcade 97. There you go. Yeah, man, I'm 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 up to I'm up to my uh, to my knees in uh, in combat in combat sports entertainment. <laughs> Mark Raimondi, uh, MMAfighting.com. You can follow him on Twitter at Mark underscore Raimondi. M A R C R A I M O N D I. Mark, again, happy holidays, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll chop it up soon, man. Thanks, so much, thanks so much, man. Appreciate All right. it. All right, man, take it easy. Take care. All right.